faith, the final frontier. The stories came, contained within this content are the after 5 p.m. and before 8 p.m. escapades of a middle-aged space nerd with a fro. Continuing to talk about things that only interest me for bonus content. I will talk about space news, pop culture in space, and shop talk, ramen, and break down the latest episode of Star Trek, whatever is coming out from the latest franchise. And also whatever is popping in my head. If you're up for this journey, just know that this is a metered, shade-laced opinion. If you don't agree, don't subscribe, but I hope you will, and thanks for the support. Americans return to space as Discovery clears the tower. So, what is going on in the NASA news of it all? There's a lot. A Virginia Beach native, didn't know, don't know this dude, um, was selected to live one year in one of the simulations, a habitat. Um, I guess he's it's on here on Earth, but to see if he's survivable. I don't think... I would feel good about living with four other white folks that I don't know in a, a contained environment. So that's Gucci. This is the Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog. It's to begin in June at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. One of the three planned one-year Mars surface simulations. Um, they will live and work in the 3D printed 1,700-square-foot habitat. That actually sounds kind of dope. Um, they're watching crew performance and health changes uh, based on realistic Mars restriction and lifestyle of the crew members. But how are they going to... There's no gravity on Mars, so that's going to be interesting because the effects of gravity and radiation levels, potentially, is going to be a real consideration, so it's not going to be that close to the Mars uh, environment. Um, and what did I even tell, say dude's name? Ross Brockwell, a structural engineer and public works administrator from Virginia Beach. Yeah, good luck with that, Brock. Also, um, not even fully formed or the Artemis program, we ain't even got back to moon yet. The SLS rocket is already $6 billion over budget. They're basically trying to put lipstick on a pig, <laughs> meaning they are trying to integrate old repurposing existing technology contracts and workforce with Constellation that is in charge of the Artemis moon mission, and that's why they're having $6 billion in overruns, because I'm sure they're trying to integrate this old shit into the new shit, but it doesn't integrate, so they have to rebuild it anyways. So all these, that is led to not only the overcost overruns, multiple delays, because they're realizing that the newer systems are not um, 
applicable or they can't be integrated into the old analog systems. Yeah, I could have told y'all that for a lot less money. And and that and to me that's just like one more that the private sector really needs to take a little bit more control because they would have had this shit up and running, kept costs down and kept it pushing. But this whole government BS red tape, that's what's leading to um, this program draining, being so draining. Same thing when we when we talk about um, the Webb's telescope, um, this caught the delays and delays and delays, a bunch of government and bullshit red tape. So um, now the last of it is Kepler um, in its last days, it appears that it there was data included in there that led to the discovery of three life um, exoplanets. Um, this is K2416b. It's uh, about 2.6 times Earth's size and orbits. It's red dwarf star about every 13 days. You talk about a short month. Wow. Then there's K2417b. It's about three times Earth's size. It, it, oh, it orbits its star in 6.5 days. And then EPIC 246251988b is four times Earth's size and orbits its sun-like star in about 10 days. And they are named after the K2 with the exception of EPIC, which is named after the ecliptic plane input catalog is because there was in the in its final co, um, campaign number 19 it that was the the last time kepler was transmitting data any type of useful data back for um, citizen scientists and other astronomers to actually gather this information and of course the artist renderings are wonderful so check out um, the long form of my notes for this bonus content um, to get um, those um, drawings and illustrations. Over a year ago, um, the NASA panel that was created uh, for to examine all these unclassified UFO sightings or unidentified um, aerial phenomena, which we call UFOs, they basically have this is what they have concluded in their first public meeting. We are, we want to know where these unidentified objects origins are, but we still don't know what they are. <laughs> what kind of governmental double talk is that? That is hilarious. They say, yes, they are UFOs, but it doesn't necessarily mean um, ET exist. Um, they basically have concluded that uh, stigma and lack of data are some of the problems to really fully um, study these unidentified aerial phenomena. Basically, a lot of BS. No, um, a lot of these things and UFOs have been on the fringe of the scientific community for so long um, that has and of course, lack of funding. Um, there are many citizen scientists like myself that would love to basically commit the time and effort into it, 
but we're not really all that into it if it costs too much money. Because being a citizen scientist um, is, can you can run up quite um, a bill, um, and unless you have a lot of disposable income, we ain't really trying to do or hear any of that. And we, a lot of us don't do free. Um, also, but it's plausible enough, and the encounters have been frequent enough, that there's a whole government entity now dedicated to it. I'm sure there's red tape. And then when the money runs out, they're going to get cut from the budget because they're going to be like, this is so stupid. But whatever it is, I'm hopeful that we'll get some more information, except for in sci-fi books. I think science fiction is closer to truth. Um, it's just our way to explain the unexplainable. And then we get the scientific data um, and the proof of what we feel on like a different type of level. So no answers yet, but they're still work. At least they're still working about it, and it's still making the news cycle. So what am I eating and drinking? Well, the drinking is something very simple. Of course, most people know that I watch a lot of reality TV and one, and I notice, especially with Nene Leaks and you know, Phony Feifei Parks, they had a lot of cocktails, in particular St. Germain and champagne or sparkling, uh, sparkling wine. So I decided to look it up and cook it up. And I, one, I found out that St. Germain is an uh, elderberry liqueur, so it has some anti-inflammatory properties. <laughs> and as well as the antioxidant properties of blackberries. And I'm going to use a cuvee from um, California to mix this up. And I'm going to be sipping on this. Uh, I'm hoping it's a wonderful, uh, refreshing a parity for a cocktail to enjoy a wonderful balmy uh, spring day. And that's what it's looking like here next to my pool in Tennessee. Um, I'm also a fan of this lettuce grow tower. Um, I'll have some pictures of it uh, from my, in the extended podcast notes. But I actually received this thing about now three weeks ago. Um, getting it, putting it together, setting it up was a lot easier than I thought. When the um, little sprouts or the plants came, um, getting it set up, setting the timer, and now I am enjoying butter and baby lettuce salads daily. I was also encouraged to make my own pumpernickel uh, croutons because unfortunately I can't get them or couldn't. They were always either sold out or not available in either Publix or Walmart. So um, bought some pumpernickel bread, wiped them with my um, garlic infused, um, my garlic infused um, olive oil with all of the spices and toasted them up. 
and now I have these great, have been enjoying these great salads. I'm going to probably just have a little either soup. I'm not sure if I'm going to do split pea or just regular um, chicken noodle soup. Um, that makes a really uh, fulfilling, um, but kind of a light lunch. And I'm actually been enjoying it for the last couple of days. And with all of that, my knees don't hurt as much because I think I'm dropping half a stone. <laughs> but that is what we're eating here on this side of Barton. Enjoy the pictures when you navigate to my Dell's Angels Inc. blog. Check it out and let me know what you think. have we heard that um jam y'all ready for this jock jams um you gotta jam to this you gotta be ready for this i'm just saying it boogity 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 they running in charlie bitches Okay, so it's been a minute since I have actually been to this race. The last time I was in this was at this race, sitting on literally on the front line when they when it goes green. I think it's Ford or GM section, and it was both bittersweet. I was with my aunt Sandra and my cousin and my uncle Tom. And it was bomb. Now I'm watching it from my house. And I'm wondering, this is the only way to do the 600. I was talking about where, how many places you can go to and get bologna sandwiches and beer backpacks and just walk around with everybody else. Even with the racist connotations associated with NASCAR, I'm here for it. Now I'm watching Amarola lose power, and I and I didn't even know. I saw Jimmy Johnson, my favorite race car driver, retire. He got into the wall with somebody else. I'm tired. I'm so tired. And now the best thing about all of these races are the crashes. Chase Elliott gets into it. And I had to rewind. I'm so glad I got Hulu uh, DVR because, yes, one of the best things about this shit is the crashes. And this last crash and do walking away from this shit, get it. They're putting a foot in this, and I'm just excited. It is so stinking cool. My neighbors already think I'm crazy. I don't care. And here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm looking at Bubba Wallace and um, 23 um, Michael Jordan's team. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's from North Carolina, and he got... Oh, Jesus wept. Why wouldn't you have a race car team? 
Oh, sons of bitches. This why this car is 3,000 pounds and these, they get to walk away unlike the Dale Earnhardt of it all. His car is total. He's done. And And we only lap 186 of 400. And these mugs are already crashing. How are you going to start with 36 cars and end up with five? This is why NASCAR cracks me the freak up. Ooh, his whole, all the rim, the whole front end, and the axle is done. Denny Hamlin gets up out the bitch, and he walks away from it. I can't. And everybody sideways in this bitch. Whoa. Spins out and then gets out of there. He mad. I'm sure he mad as fire. Because I'm sure he don't got like another $2 million car just in, you know, waiting on him. He all up in the wall and he walks away from this shit that's what cracks me up i love this i love nascar it's gritty it's nasty and it's crazy and i'm glad i got into it before they had all the safety shit and all the the people can walk away from this kind of crash at 189 5 million miles an hour this is what is the bomb of it all. And I like Denny Hamlin. He's a cool dude. Not like Keselowski and the Bush bro. Not Bush. Um, oh, what? Kyle Bush. Yes, Kyle and them. He's cool cat. I'm, I'm, I'm Gucci. And so is this another caution comes out. They're going to have to stop the race. Clean up all the debris that flew off of Hamlin's car. And Bubba may have a chance. I don't know. What y'all think? Boogity, 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 boogity. The NASCAR starts and um, the most interesting things about um, NASCAR. Unfortunately for a crazy person like me, I only was tuning in for the crashes. I did not stay through all 400 laps of the 600, um, the Coca-Cola 600 this year. Um, but, and I, there are no reports that anybody was seriously injured. As I t said in my previous episode, one of the things that makes these cars so heavy is the roll cage and that uh, roll bar that's right down in the middle. It's like, um, driving a big fast tank um but i'm looking at these highlights and it looks like denny hamlin and chase elliott have a hard hit on a restart let's see this what then he hit that wall hard as a mf'er i think he was out I also think I did see a malfunction when 
um, I think my homeboy, and I didn't even know he was retired, as I said. Let's see. It's Kyle Larson and Ty Gibbs. Joey. Ooh, this was a three-car bang-up. Oh, he's sideways. Congratulations, 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 congratulations. What? How did that even start? He was getting, he was putting his foot in it. Spun all the way around. The car is limping out. Dang it. Got loose and ended up in the wall. That's dope, though. Oh, that's crazy. Then the big one strikes on a late restart in Charlotte. I'm wondering if this is the Joey Logano, Ty Gibbs, and Carl Larson crash. Let me check this out. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So did his help behind him, Truex. Yeah, it's the Carl here. Larson. Oh, Larson's around. Yep. The front of the field is going to be big. Yep, that's the big one, child. That's a big one. That's crazy. And then they said Chase Elliott. Did they get into a fist fight? Something is wrong with Chase Elliott. I think he's on steroids with his little butt. Let's see. And now they're saying what a Coca-Cola Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin get into it. Which one was better this year or last year? Because this year sure tried very hard to be better than last year. What a race that was. But of course, the main story we're going to talk about is what took place between Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. Now, those these two have had a history for a while back in 2017. We know the deal with happened in Martinsville and Phoenix. Well, that rivalry has reignited. I shouldn't say reignited, it's exploded into high gear. Off of turn number four, Denny Hamlin gets tight, washes up the racetrack, puts Chase Elliott in the wall. Elliott comes back down and just cleans out Denny Hamlin, right hooks him hard into the outside wall. Luckily, Denny Hamlin was okay. And after the race, or I should say after the crash, Denny Hamlin offered his thoughts on the situation. I got right rear hooked in the middle straight away. Did you think there was any kind of retaliation there, or what, what was the deal? Oh, yeah, I remember seeing this. And they shouldn't be racing next week. Right rear hooks are absolutely unacceptable. Right wheel hooked. He right wheel hooked him, and that's how he ended up. Denny Hamlin ended up, ended up in the wall. Um, but Denny Hamlin's kind of whiny is what I see. Um, he, gets, he got into it uh, with Bubba Wallace, I think, last week because Bubba gave him the finger, and then they got into a shoving match after the uh the win or after the race was over i think it act like such immature dickheads but that's just how the race it goes high octane i mean do you put these people in a big old bomb in a going 200 miles an hour i mean come on that you talk about adrenaline and testosterone rich now that my homegirl's not racing anymore so these boys oh, boys will be stupid but the crashes were awesome. Nobody seriously injured. I think, what's the next race that's coming up? NAS, NASCAR schedule. I'm looking it up online right now to see what's the next big race 
Um, June 3rd, they're going to be at Gateway for the Toyota 200. Huh. Which is in Illinois. Um, it's actually the Illinois 300. Um, NASCAR is going to be racing. This should be interesting. I don't know. I may tune in, give y'all an update. But it is going to be in Madison, um, 300 miles, 240 laps. Then they go Nashville Super Speedway. Huh, we got a Super Speedway in Nashville. I should come back just for that. Ooh, the Ally 400. I bet, I bet I could get inner. I wonder if they have inner uh, camping. That would be kind of dope. I don't know, Ethel. I'm going to have to get you. I wonder if they have little doggy uh, headset. So, because her ears are big, she will go literally bananas being in the center way for the speedway. But that would be so freaking dope. I'm there for it. Putting it on um, my radar for June 25th. I should be back in the state. I may be at the Nashville Speedway, Super Speedway. Now I know it's only a couple of hours away. That's going to be totally dope. Boogity, 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 boogity. Hey. So the NBA finals are finally here. With first game kicking off between storied um, Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat in Denver. Um, no, I never went to a Denver Nuggets game, um, and I worked in Denver for two years. Um, the rise of the Heat to this position uh, from number eight in the division to now uh, up against the Denver Nuggets, who have never been to the final in the entirety of franchise history. Or what was his name? Even when, oh basically crapped out with the braids and all those kids from Virginia. Oh, I can't remember brother's name. Um, but now I'm going to have to look it up. Famous Denver Nugget never to play in finals with braids. <laughs> Yep, here it is. Oh, I can see his face. What's his name? Iverson. I Iverson. Who can never forget? Tatted up, braids, hood, Negro, possibly getting caught up. He wasn't as bad as Jean Morant, but he basically blew his career on a lot of stuff. However, this series promises to be an exciting one. I don't know. The Heat came back. They almost they had to play up seven games. I think both of them are going to be, it's going to be like Clash of the Titans, which is going to be pretty dope. Um, also, they from Flatlander below sea level, Miami. That's where they that's where their home games are. They're playing the first two in Denver, Mile High City. Man, that altitude gonna kick their butt. I'm hoping they've been there practicing acclimating because it can be challenging 
playing at altitude, but I'm hope being elite, uh, elite uh, athletes and staying away from weed or vaping, these guys are going to do well and it promises to be exciting. Let's see, they are playing today at today at 8.30. I'm wondering where we can view it. It's going to be on ABC, AFN, ESPN, Spain, as well as ESPN2. Um, I actually have YouTube TV, so I could probably uh, may be able to watch it there, but there's some blackout restrictions I'm also seeing. So this is going to be dope. I'm excited about this game. I'm not sure if I'm going to be awake, but I'm definitely going to get the highlights tomorrow on YouTube, whether I watch tip off or not. So. One of the things that I have really enjoyed about my bonus content is my interest in completing listeners. I started writing listeners uh, during the pandemic in isolation, and I went back to it as fodder for material for a potential sci-fi, um, a sci-fi uh full-length movie Hollywood and now that it's in this writer's strike I think it's ended but it has become and also since Star Trek Picard has ended and Discovery's not coming back for its final season until 2024 I decided I decided also to write my own stuff it also has reignited my interest in Octavia Butler another the legendary sci-fi writer who passed away, unfortunately, back in 2008. Um, she has a real cult following, and I will be, over the next several weeks, I uh, plan on reviewing um, and just going through um, her books um, that's included, the compilation that's now included in Lilith's uh, Brood. I think that'll be dope. But in the meantime, I will be hopefully adding the necessary finishes to the completion of listeners and reading snippets of it for discussion on the podcast, preferably the bonus content. And I actually have developed a logo for Afro Druids that I should actually be um, creating some uh, bookmarks for those of you that love books. I love books. Um, as well as possibly on t-shirts and other merchandise. Y'all just let me know what you think about the logo. I'll include it in this week's uh, extended podcast notes. But this is from chapter Afro Druids, Nerds in Paradise in Listeners. 30 years ago, Caltech Research Labs. Amazing. Dow Lundgren says in a hush reverence, washing Felicity Lowe 
the Afro teenager wonder kid coding the recursive algorithms on the IBM supercomputer. Her work necessary in sharpening imaging and videos. She jumped and taken aback by the massive long-haired man standing in front of her, then gathering herself, narrowing her eyes. Have you taken a wrong turn from the USC football field? Yeah, unless you think they would miss a two-left-foot dork from South Africa. I think I'm going to be good. I think I'm good. Going to be good. She snickers. He continues. I'm in the right place. She laughs in spite of herself. She wanted him to speak more because of the musical quality of his accent, which I don't have because I'm the one that's reading this. Ha <laughs> ha. And talk they would for the next 30 years and scientific collaborations and building their lives together. However, they were connected on a distant level because of technology and their involvement in, un in an underground movement that became Afro-Druids, which is, need to add that. Oops, or just add a loose. Connection of hackers for good and coding fanatics that collaborated in chat rooms developing the alternate dark web. Electronic labyrinth to grow or to hide evil. They operated with handles, but their manner of, of nuanced coding also was their tale. All worked to make their work unbreakable, but recognizable. This was their own security, but also this is what connected them almost on an atomic level. Within this elite group, the initial work began on blockchain monetization of algorithms, a complicated puzzle for technology nerds. The unofficial language of the Afro-Druids, both Felicity and Dahl, gravitated to this group as teenagers and would be in virtual collaborations for years prior to their meeting in that computer lab at Caltech. Afro-Druids became an innovation think tank and technology patent factory. It will become a symbol of nerd protest with an underground following on the dark web. The encryption technology and quantum computer innovations pioneered by Felicity Lundgren would be the basis of the dark web, angering law enforcement worldwide with an unintended consequence for it becoming virtual black hole for more nefarious enterprises to flourish. She hid in plain sight creating technology, allowing her to remain invisible, but at the same time developing the technology, creating necessary security. Her coding savvy placed a target on her back. And I am putting it to another paragraph. Her, uh, by law enforcement, but also those who wanted to use the technology to force her to work, to hide their ill-gotten gains or to steal more. The open code technology would also have a cult following with hackers attempting to break the encryption with several sponsored hackathons resulting in praiseworthy updates and the high-tech.forward phage and encryption and tracking phage embedded in all their programs. This once loosely connected group would create the same technology that would be deployed resulting in the arrest of thieves who would steal over 250 million USD of Bitcoin. Once bathed in anonymity, they formally became Afro-Druids at Sweetwater, at Fort Sweetwater because of the security built into their computer programming designs and Felicity was located in Sweetwater. 
before Felicity met the tall bearded South African doll late that night in the student labs at Caltech. Felicity was born and raised in government housing in the south side of Chattanooga, Tennessee. She was raised by her grandmother, Mabel Lowe. At one years old, she was joined with her three-year-old cousin, Devin, after Felicity's mother was jailed on a drug charge. 1981, three, two, one, liftoff. Space Shuttle Discovery has cleared the launch pad. Second stage separation successful, STS-1 is a go. Command, vibrations are detected. What was that flash? Ground crew, solar flare? Command, looks like it moved over the ship slowly, scrambled systems for a second, but everything appears to be functioning. Early morning lodge plant, Jasper, Tennessee. Florida Lowe was making her final rounds traveling down the silent hallway. The lights brighten and dim. Florida begins to feel pulsations through her body, initially fearful, and then the fear goes away. The lights brighten and dim. Florida begins to feel pulsations through her body, initially fearful, and then the fear goes away. The lights brighten and appear to pulsate almost like a sonar. Just in the, in the instant it's gone and a group of workers enter the hallway on their way to clock out, ending another long shift. Florida shakes her head and proceeds to the same time clock. Early morning maternity ward, Erlanger, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Penny Lowe walking the halls when she is gripped by another contraction. As at ease, the lights dim in the dun-colored hallway and brighten. She thinks her mind is playing tricks because she feels and sees the light pulsing and spinning in her mind like Morse code, staying with her, repeating over and over. Penny paused and asked the African-American nurse assistant walking with her, do you feel that? The nurse assistant feels like the quakes we had when I lived in South Central LA. I can still feel it though, Penny says, me too. Can you help me back to my room? Early morning, Grand Mabel apartment, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Grand Mabel gets up to pour the heated milk into the glass bottle, checking the temperature before feeding it to a cherubic infant, Felicity. She sits down, turning on the floor, model TV and an episode of the Twilight Zone comes on as the lights dim and brighten with a blue glow starting as a small dot in the TV. The screen pauses with Rod sterilely posing. Both Mabel and baby Felicity lean forward as the dot pulses, swirls, and grows with the glow enveloping both of them. Baby Felicity slides out of her grandmother's lap, standing up with the blue light enveloping her. She takes an initially unsteady step, then walks back to her grandmother and says clearly, numbers light. A stunned Mabel says, Numbered light, wait, when did you start talking? Little Felicity simply smiles, lays her head on Am Mabel's ample chest and commences emptying her bottle, a small interlude to what was to come. Later on Highway Tennessee 27, the car pauses, passes him. He feels the red light flash in his mind, silence her. He looks around and sees Florida's black sedan pass him deep down. He feels the red rage come up as he runs her tags. No moving violations, but he knows she has to be stopped. 
He hits the lights and she obediently pulls over. The trooper walks to the edge of the car and Florida's hands are in the 10 and 2 position as she asks, how can I help you, officer? Trooper, you don't ask the questions. I step out of the car. Florida complies, asking, what have I done, sir? The trooper then slams her against her car, handcuffing her and forcing her to sit on the side of the road. He then proceeds to search the car and with a sleight of hands, produces a bag of white substance that appears out of nowhere. He holds it up, shaking it for effect. Just then, two more police cars pull up, swathing Florida in a white hostile light. She squints and feels more than she sees the voices seems to be hundreds of them, maybe even thousands. She wants to cover her ears, but her hands are cuffed behind her. She then stomps her foot, getting the officer's attention. Can you hear that? The newly arriving officer, you mean the traffic? No, no. She says hysterically, the light. The light is talking. The first officer startled by her revelation and knowing he had to stop her before she revealed more. Great, another crazy pants. We have to take her to Erlanger to get her mentally cleared and then to the tank she goes. The entire rest was to silence her. She was returning from her job at Lodge, working third shift when she was pulled by the slack-jawed state trooper wearing aviator sunglasses at night. As her deputies dragged Florida, Felicity's mother, through booking, she kept screaming, they are the light. Can't you hear them? They are the light. In the corner, a shadow moves, multiplies and splits, disappearing into three inmates. They, in, they each pick up brooms, breaking them over the table, leaving sharp ends and clubs. Then the chaos begins. The activated foot soldiers of the replacement slash and beat their way to the intended target, hearing only. She sits close to know what she is. Silence her now. The other inmates heard this only as a buzz and urging to run and take cover or to make the buzz stop. When Big Alex came up on Florida, the foot soldiers surrounding her, dragging her to the center of the unit. Big Alex sneers, you're done, Florida. Maybe, but not the truth. Others hear the light and will not go so easily. A primal scream emanates like a yell from the activated jackals, and they plunge their makeshift swords into Florida, a wall of pain enveloping her and exploding in her head. Her mother wakes from a nightmare, and as little Felicity starts awake, her eyes wide with fear. Grand Mabel knows her daughter will not return. The official story was Florida Lowe died of her injuries after being knifed in a prison fight. But what never made sense to her mother and then Felicity was why was she jailed in the first place? And this is how I'll end this section of first contact with the one and the description of who Afro-Druids were. I hope you enjoyed. I wanted to end my broadcast or this recording with just some fresh beats and a, as a reminder for us to be kind to ourselves, be kind to our minds, my beats. and keep creating. 
I mean, there's just so much horrible things and mean things going on in the world. And this is not goodbye. This is just until we meet again or until I record and drop another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Check me out on social media. Tinfro is reading on Instagram, TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter, and Tinfro is reading the book club. I hope to get into a better state of mind as we recover as a nation from just the tragic happenstance of the last several weeks. And again, I admonish you to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Be the action that you want to be. If you want kindness, give kindness, exude kindness, and just love yourself and love others. And again, thank you for listening.